Sentire Media. Good morning, friends of the podcast. Um, we'll start that again. Good morning there, podcast listeners. Thank you so much for downloading our podcast and joining us today on Podcast from Italy, our little slice of heaven at La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo and cooking school here snuggled into the foothills of the Peony in Piobico. I am Jason. Good morning, Ashley. <laughs> Ciao, tutti. Um, together we run, own, and operate La Tavola Marche, and we podcast every once in a while and tell you what's going on in our lives around Italy, our little slice of heaven in Italy. Today is the 20th of June. It is 6.20 in the a.m. We went to bed early, and we are up early. It's going to be a hot one. We've got Caron. Caronte, something the high pressure system. Caronte coming in over Italia, warming everything up. We have a high of going to be today of thirty four degrees. So they say. I wish I could see you do this in front of a green screen. <laughs> You've got your great weatherman voice on. We fired up the podcast, uh, fired up the microphones early this morning. Do a little podcast, tell you what's going on. Um, had my brother come and go. We we'll, we'll did a little interview with him. We'll stick it on to the end. Uh, we took a little trip. Let's start it off. Go. All right. So, gosh, yeah, in the last week we've been busy. Um, the previous podcast we mentioned how Jason's brother was coming to town and how family is so much more exhausting than guests. And true to form, it was that again. <laughs> we went all over the place um, and did nothing at all at the same time. So we went uh, first when your brother came to town. We'll do a little recap. Uh, we had our neighbors, um, Roberto, who has a farm up the road from us, Calicozzo, and he raises and slaughters his own animals and has an aquaturismo, a little uh, inn as well. And he invited us to this meat fest. It was called the Open Grill. And we thought, oh, sweet. He said, it's open all day. Come anytime. Pick the meat. We grill it up. And I th- we thought, oh, this is going to be a blast. So around 6 o'clock, we were heading into Piobico to get a little aperitivo, a little drink, walk around town. And we thought, let's do a drive-by of the farm and see what's popping. Crickets. There was nothing. We quickly flipped it around, backed out, and Jason was like, done. We're not doing this. Like, we're not going to be the only ones there. This is crazy. And we just said, she's Louise. So we headed into Sant'Angelo to get some what we thought was kind of crappy pizza, but Zach and Madeline freaking loved it. And a little glass of wine and walk around. And we get a call from Gaggi. Ragazzi, where are you? Get up here. It's popping. It's popping. Dinner's going on. We're waiting for you. Oh, shit. Okay, so we all pile in the car with a huge um, box of pizza in the back that we've all just been grazing off of. And we go back up the hill to Roberto's and still only see one car come around the corner. Oh, two cars, Roberto's and now Gaggi's. Nothing was still happening. It was definitely not popping. I think Gaggi also berated him into not charging us because Gaggi had made it very clear he wasn't going to be paying. So I feel like he showed up and was like, I'm not paying. <laughs> we, it, it was us. It was just us. It was, Poor guy. And Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. He did it, it ended up everyone showed up for lunch. He said there was 40, 50 people at lunch. We were the only one. The poor guy stuck around for dinner because God, you busted balls. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I'm just saying I know that guy. It's Sunday night. I know he had a ton of other work to do. And oh, yeah. And it's not to sit here f- with six people to. That he's going to comp. 
that he's going to con. I know. So it was, but, but. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. He busted out all of his uh, charcuterie, his homemade stuff. He gave us a tour of his, like, uh, cantina. And now he, and he has what's called a, um, what's the box called that they make the. It's uh, the marble. I forget what it's thing. called, but it's the marble box to, yeah, to make kind of. Salted lard. Salted so lard, yeah. There's this, um, from, where is it from? The north. It's some, from somewhere in the north. It's called. Um, you take a piece of lard from the back of the pig and you put it under salt and herbs, and then you put it into a uh, marble box and you leave it there to age, kind of like prosciutto. And then you slice it paper thin and, and eat it on toast or put it on different things or whatever. But I need one of these boxes. You love that. And I remember when one of the first times we had it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And you said, one day I got to make this. And then when I saw you with that marble box at um, Roberto's, I thought, oh no, I'm in for it. He wants one. And sure enough, as we're walking away, uh, Ash, anytime you're looking for a birthday present, Christmas present, I want one of those boxes. <laughs> Lardo Colonata. Colonata is a salami typical Alpi Carrera. Oh, well, that's why they put it in marble boxes. So there you go. This is a specialty of Carrera, and you put it and you age it in a marble box because Carrera is famous for his marble boxes. Very well, anyway, I will, I will have I will have uh, one of those by the year's end. I this is gotta, true. This is true. I just got to find it. You <laughs> know what? Ridiculously inexpensive here too. I did do a little search online and found a site um, straight out of Carrera, and they were like 60 bucks. I was like, jeez. Gaji told me that we can go to the cemetery and find all the marble boxes we need for free. I know. I know. He thought that was hysterical. He did. And then he told us not to buy anything. He's sure he's got one. It, it's, Whatever. Anyway, um, back to Roberto. So Roberto busted out all of his charcuterie and his homemade stuff. And um, we grilled up uh, pancetta and lamb and just... And well, slow it down. Who's we? Poor Roberto was trying to just... Get it done. And Gachi is Gachi. Gachi's Gachi. He had to go poke it all this shit. Say, I don't know if you really know how to cook this. Like, I kind of oh stayed, I kinda stayed you out did, of it. Which I was always really, do. You did, which was good. You hung out with Rosanna. Your brother walked over to see what was going on. But it was like, Gachi just busts chops. He always. does it with everyone. <laughs> so we had our meat fix and uh, fell asleep full, very full from half, like tons of pizza to then just meat fest. And the next morning, woke up bright and early, just like normal. And luckily, Zach, Jason's brother, it was on our time zone. He wakes up at like 5.36 also. So we're rocking and rolling by 6, 6.30. Everyone's ready to go. And we got out of here and went out to Lago de Bolsena for two nights. But on our way there, we decided to break up the trip. And we stopped in Orvieto because uh, Zach and Madeline wanted some leather and we knew that was a good place to get leather belts and things like that and uh what did you think of Orvieto we had been there one or two other times um I think it's a sweet town it's very very pretty um it's to- much tourist more, much more touristy than around here uh lots of fo- lots and lots and lots of uh tourists I- I was really surprised. We were talking to the belt maker, and he was a really sweet guy. He married an American. And um, Orvieto is about the same size as Urbino. 
but it just feels so different. It's either that exactly it's the tourists. Oh, there's a lot more money. He said that the wall inside is the same, but Orvieto's oh. huge. It's a yeah, yeah, huge yeah, landmass around around this. But wall I'm just city. thinking, taking Urbino, and if there's a whole more, lot more going on. That's in what I mean exactly. But it was fun to walk around. Sometimes it's nice to go to some of the, like Orvieto might be a bit more touristy for us, but um, it's also a town that we like to suggest to people because Italians love Orvieto. Orvieto and Todi across mm-hmm. the highway on the other side. It's hot there too. It was holy moly. So we had a good lunch and. Um, Walked around. Zach and Madeline got belts made. The first cut for Zach was too, too short. Small, too small. It was hysterical. The guy's like, "Ooh, let me fix that for you. Let me <laughs> let me add another couple of uh, another couple of holes in there for you." Um, uh, Lago Bol took a short drive from Orvieto to Lago Bolsena. I don't know, twenty minutes, yeah. if that. Um, we stayed at a nice B and B. It was really old and it was really old. Uh, it was an old palazzo, so. It, Okay, booking trips for, with other couples can be difficult or challenging at times because you want to make what you want work and for the other couple. And um, Zach really wanted to be able to wake up early. Madeline sleeps in, but we're not talking till 10. But he likes to wake up super early, go to the cafe, chain smoke cigarettes. And sit outside. And, and sit outside and, and people watch. So... That means no country little spot or anything like that. So I needed to find a place centrally located. And it was – so the it was an old palazzo, but yes, it was old. It was a little run down in spots, but it was a perfect location for your brother. He, and, and it was like – there was a ton of history and it was Yeah, I, I nights, enjoyed it. It was, cl- it was clean. It was fine. Exactly. It's perfect location and great for the parking too. Oh, where do you park? Um, so we got there the first day and kind of – well, we was to head stopped in Orvieto, so we got there in the afternoon. Walked around. Walked around, did that, went out, um, found a place for dinner, and I was super excited because the place I had researched and we were headed to is uh, the same place that the... The Campana del Pescatore. Yes, and this is the same place that the restaurant or the hotel had recommended to Zach when he was talking to them. So I thought, oh man, I'm in the know. Um, this is going to be so good. And we get all the way, We it's not that far really, but we got to drive these kind of back roads around the lake and all of this. And we get down this long, uh, sandy road and it's like, there it is. And oh, there's a guy inside. So we park and there's like two cars in the parking lot. So, and Jason's like, I'm thinking this is closed. I'm like, no, and there's cars and people here. Oh, it was closed. They decided to the just- padlock on the front door that was open. <laughs> that was the pad- It wasn't a lock padlock, but it was open and told me that we're probably not serving it. I don't like taking social cues, so I I uh, forced. I my actually land. busted right into the old man who was cleaning <laughs> up the place, with a, literally like, with a mop in his hand. He was like, "No, we're closed." Here's what we ran into: we ended up driving to the next town over <sighs> to all over. Everything was closed. This is the week between. The end of school and exams when most restaurants and stuff close close down because they know the Italians aren't. So it's like an unpublished, unsanctioned kind of. But if uh, you own a restaurant or an agriculture or something like this, this is your last opportunity to get the to to have a couple days off before you work seven days a week. So that this week, this last week, everything was closed. Yes, all the restaurants we tried closed. 
in a just to stab off a total car meltdown from everyone, we ended up stopping at uh, I don't even remember if it was Marta or what town. It was late. We were hungry. We stumble into some fish restaurant. And it was just classic, like subpar, expensive like, and oh, shitty. Expensive and shitty, and it was like, what a drag. This Capana della Pescatore. You're supposed to. What we were supposed to go to looked so cute, and you sit in the sand. They catch the fish right in the lake, right there. Oh, speaking of fish, like Gaji, Gaji poo pooed lake fish. Yes, and we were just at a lunch with Gaji and his friends. We'll talk about too. But uh, all of those people live in Fano, and Beatrice was like, oh. I don't do like. <laughs> she was like, why would you even go there? Fano's so close. <laughs> the lake versus the sea. Why did we choose the lake versus the sea? Well, one, we went with uh, um, last year to, with our friends Renato to the lake, and you can rent your own boat, like day boat, and put around the lake, and it's awesome. That is the main reason we went there. And number two, it's more tranquil. It was like if you want to feel like a little vacation, and for us, we have people here all the time, so we want to get away from the people. The sea last week would have been, was just jam-packed. Because it was it, a heat wave. It was a heat, it was, kids were out of, first week kids are out of school, heat wave, and everyone, and a lot of people take that week off. So the sea would have been packed. And it was, we were in the morning on the lake the next morning, we were the <laughs> only boat out. Us in the car have been I know. <laughs> For um, quite some time. And it was great. So the f- local fish that they have there is called the uh, Caragone. Caragone. Mm-hmm. And it's a white... Corrigone. Corrigone. There you go. Thank you. Corrigone. It's a white lake fish. It's lake fish. I mean, I grew up in lakes and, you know, going to going to different, like, Lake Berryessa and different lakes. So I'm... That's just... Lake fish has a certain taste. Yeah. I agree. Washington State, too. And they have good eel, too. That's what I was just going to say, the eel. So, um... The Tuesdays are the market, the traveling market in Bolsena. So we went to the market. So this was actually really cool. We were staying in Bolsena, the um, main town, the main town on the lake, and it's got a cool little castle and all of this. And on the other side of the lake, in not Mar- Valentina, no, Val- not ca- hold not, on, I'm looking. It's at on the now. oh, okay. Um, we'll get the name of it in just a second. Uh. Localita Monte Monte. F- no, that's the restaurant. Anyway, um, the boat rental is on the other side of the lake. So we drove half an hour or whatever, forty five minutes. Go to the other side, pick up the boat, and we beelined it straight back to where we came from to go to the market and pick up some things. Capo di Monte. Capo di Monte. That's where the boat is, and you can rent it from Il. Um, what is it? Plantano Complesso. Il Plantano Complesso Balaner. Balaner. Ah. Never say this word. Balnare. Can you say it, please? Balinare. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Ta-da. So <laughs> tell them about the boat. The boat is awesome. It's a real... Uh, go check them out on Facebook. It's Il Platano Complesso Balinare. And um, you, you don't need a license for anything. You don't need a boat license for anything under, I think, 40 horsepower. And that's plenty fast, believe me, to zip around this little lake. It's a real open bow, like 24, 28-foot boat. You can fit six or eight people. For the four of us, there was plenty of space. It was awesome. There's uh, two, there's what kind of security deposit do they take? None whatsoever. <laughs> he just flipped me the keys to a boat. And we went out on the lake and we See settled up the end. Super cheap for what you, I mean, 
I don't know if anyone's tried to rent jet skis or rent something like that on on vacation, but this is not expensive for the four of us all day. It was 180 bucks with the gas. And I mean, it's really not expensive. No, and it was all. a great way to spend the day. So like I said, we went back to Bolsena to get to the market, um, got some provisions and headed back out onto the, uh, open lake. <laughs> and, uh, we had a full frontal, uh, show, that then at first we were super excited. We thought, oh my God, get this boat closer. We heard some air activity and there was nothing going on. And there was a Chinook. Chinook the double, the huge double uh, rotor helicopters. There. And we could see it was dragging something. And we thought, oh my gosh, it's doing drills with them, um, picking up water and dumping it. Let's beeline the boat over and check it out. Oh my God. Well, we should have taken our time because that SOB was doing it all goddamn day. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, will this freaking Chinook ever leave the lake? But it was insane to watch it get all the way down. Hover above the water and uh-huh. just the air. See the spray come up and the air, the rotors just boop, boop, boop. And it was, how close we were. I mean. Yeah. And then he would go and drop the water. So I'll post a picture. I got a cool one. Um, we took a bunch of video until, like I said, it was going on forever. It was like, all right, enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's two lakes. There's two islands in the middle. So you throw the anchor around the islands. You swim around. Um, it was really, really quiet. So in the afternoon, it was busier. Um, but then we returned the boat about four or five. We were fried. Yeah, but it was fried. also cool because it's such a sweet little small lake. We were able to kind of dock up in different little villages if we wanted to get a cafe or a chacarata or frappe, something to get some of the cold in a cafe and get back out on the water. It was perfect. Yeah, it was a really, really nice day. And then the best part of it was that your brother lost his shirt. Um, oh, off- <laughs> so awesome. So at the end of the day, I don't know, he, his shirt somehow flew out of the boat i guess so he had to walk from the car like at the lake it's not a big deal who cares it's the mm-hmm. lake but then we're staying in the center of bolsena so zach has to be no shirt guy and he shouldn't be no shirt no guy. he's a little doughy little not quite no shirt guy and a little white a little pale and uh he got to walk through the center of bolsena uh from the parking lot to the center of bolsena as no shirt guy yep tough guy that was great <laughs> what else then um then we came home. Yeah. Um, came home. Oh, what? no. We were there for the festival that evening. They had a beautiful... For their saints. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a mini fiorita where they lined the streets with the flowers and the priest came through and they brought the body. I don't know. It's You never know what's what in the box. What were they carrying? I don't, I don't know. know. I was even looking. It's got like a... It's like a casket covered in gorgeous flowers with... Jesus on top, but I don't know if it's supposed to be. I think it's his body they're carrying or the saint of the town. I don't quite know. Classic for our podcast. Short on facts, but it was beautiful to be part of and to watch. And they start at the top of <clears throat> at the at the top of the hill in the castle and make and the procession winds all their way down. And then there was fireworks that night that I slept through. Uh-huh. Um which and- Huh? That the, it was so funny because I guess Zach slipped through them also, and both Madeline and I were like wide awake listening to him. And I always think, what would it have sounded like during World War II? I know it's a little heavy for this podcast, but it's just whether you're in Amsterdam or Italy and you hear these fireworks. What would it sound like if our city was being bombed? Totally. Oh, that's that is a Debbie Downer. I All know. Right. But the next morning, let's go up. 
we flew the drone in Bolsena. It was the first time to fly the drone outside of our yard. And we did it at like 536 in the morning. We the um the, the birds attacked. Oh my god, the drone. it freaked me out at first. I, I was like, <gasps> I sent it up and the sparrows just <clears throat> attacked it. And so I brought it right back down. And I was like, Jason, I don't know. I don't know. And he was like, because we have hawks out here that they circle it. And it's kind of freaky because you'll think, uh-oh, I don't know if it's going to try to attack this thing. So Jason was like, watch the sparrows. They're not attacking it. They're just flying around it. it. They're just kind of circling it. And it was so great because in t- small towns around Italy, especially early in the morning, no one paid us any mind. No one cared at all. It was just a bunch of fishermen and people going to work and stuff. Yep. More problem than flying the drone first thing in the morning is getting change for your coffee first thing in the morning. No oh one my God. had any change. I gave the guy a five and he's like, uh, I'm like, all right, well, I'll take another coffee. Like, and whatever. I was like, Jason, you're going to need to take a lot of coffees. <laughs> How many do you want? He has no change. He has nothing. <laughs> Oh anyway. my gosh. Um, jump back. So I'm going to throw, I'll throw that up online soon too. I was putting it together. It looks great. Uh, we came back to the farmhouse. Um, the next day we went to see porchetta being made. We woke <gasps> up at 4.30 in the morning and drove to Calcinelli. Again, um, early morning. Early morning. This is the countryside. <laughs> uh, we drove to Calcinelli to watch uh, porchetta being made at um, the La, uh, La Rovere. Yeah, if any of you guys have been out here before, um, and we've taken you to either Feel Like a Local Friday, the Porchetta guy uh, in Friday in Apecchio, or Tuesday in Piobico, this is where it's all made. It was awesome. It was awesome. So we brought all the camera stuff, and it's like, okay, this is going to be so cool. We're gonna, and I'm thinking, ah, I want to do a little bit more of a slow style video where it's kind of taking the time, and you see the craftsman, you know, cinching the um, pig up and rubbing it down like Carlo, our pig farmer friend, where he almost massages the meat, and it's very love, like not loving, but it's just methodical and and. I don't know what the right word would be. Anyway, I kind of had this idea for uh, the way I wanted to film this. And so when we get there, um, Mattia, who we are friends with, is showing us around. And I'm trying to get an idea of what happens first. And he's like, well, the guy's going to come and light the ovens. And I was thinking, I got to get the ovens being lit. Well, by the time I can even get the tripod over there, all it is is touching a button and boom, the ovens are lit. And I thought, oh, okay. That was quick. So I said, What's hap- what goes next? What goes next? And he's trying to give Jason and his brother and stuff the tour. And he's like, well, they're going to um, – the pigs are right here. They were conditioned yesterday. They get uh, so they rubbed put, down. Okay, so here's how, here's how the process goes. The pigs come in. They hang in the, in the um, fridge for a day to let them drip out. Then whatever they're going to use for the next day, um, they debone. And that's really what I want to go back and see because they splay a pig open and totally debone it without opening up the, the leg or anything. They pull the bones out. I have no idea how they do this. I must go see it. Um, then they salt it and pepper it and leave it overnight. The next morning at 545, these guys walk in. There are pigs laid out on gurneys, literally splayed, laid on gurneys. They roll the gurneys from the fridge over to the um, – I'm sorry, not the fridge, just the like a, an, a cool area. It's mm-hmm. not the refrigerator. Um, they roll them into like the laboratory. So one, um, one guy starts getting all the equipment that they're going to need, the, the um, hooks and the, and the wire and all that. The other guy starts blend, uh, buzzing up garlic and um, uh, wild fennel. And the third guy goes around and makes sure all the equipment that they need to move the pigs into the oven is over by the ovens and the ovens are set. 
without saying a word. This is 545. No one says a word. By 550, the pigs are – three guys are in front of three pigs, and they are going to town. Each of them working on their own pig – um, trussing it. They first take the garlic and the and the the um, wild fennel that they've just ground up and massage it all on the inside, sticking their hands into the slits that they've cut in the ham and the shoulder. Um, then they take these um, forms, like triangle pieces of thin steel, because the ribs are gone now. So when they put the pig back together and truss it up, there's no there's no structure. Um, so this acts as like the ribs to hold the cavity open. Uh, cavity apart then they use wire to truss the pig up on a special you know a giant spit that they that they put it on this takes about eight minutes um it was unbelievable i was okay so backing it up to like trying to figure out where i'm gonna film um he's like okay they're gonna come in they're gonna exactly what jason said and i'm thinking this is gonna take a good amount of time i start setting up the uh uh, monitor so I can f- really film correctly and make sure everything's in focus. I can't even get the monitor out of the box. And the first part of what Jason was saying of pulling out the equipment is already done. And it's like, oh my God, they're starting on the picks. I got to move. And it happened. They were a well-oiled, oh no God. BS. I mean, it's 5.50 in the morning. I mean, it's There no was three BS. guys on three pigs. That was a light day. We were told normally they do six, up to six pigs. Um, well, they have six ovens. Yeah. space for six ovens. And what I want to do is go back and do it. I want to do go back twice. I want to go back and do a live video because it's so cool, so early, and just to watch the... Because it happens so fast. And the other one is... Film it from like above or a big wide angle because watching these watching three guys. these three guys is it was because I thought it'd be really cool to be real up close on them, but it was almost more watching the orchestration of these three guys working like Jason said, well oiled tandem. They work without any fat in the sense of no wasted movements. No wasted. There's movements. no si- it's silence. Uh-huh. Um, so once they get the pigs trussed up, they they lift them up and put them on this device cage, thing if you not cage but rack a rack thing. that that the then they that allows them it's a it's a spit it's a giant spit with the rack in the bottom of underneath the pig is a uh is water to catch the fat when it when it drips so it doesn't flare up they then fill the bottom basins with the water while the water is being filled they rub the skin down with a little bit of fat and then tons of rock salt which this is interesting this is something i learned they do this because the salt draws the moisture out of the skin to make it crunchier when it cooks. Most of the skin will, salt will fall off, but it's going to do its job by bringing out the moisture because you need to get out the moisture to get the cr- skin to be really crunchy like you want it. As one pig's being put in the oven, the next is right in line. The third pig is finished. And- it is Six at six o'clock on the dot. So they arrive. They walk in the door at five forty-five. By five fifty, those pigs are being trussed, and by six o'clock, it is in the oven. And by six o one, the uh, last guy is mopping out the back room, or the first guy is mopping yeah, out they, the room they, that they, they were just in. It was they break out <laughs> mops. Each guy takes a section, cleans up his section. Then they change out of their smocks and they go to do whatever it else is, is to do, whatever else needs to be done, which is the point we left. Oh my god, it was, <laughs> it was, pr- it was more than impressive. It, yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. So, um, 
kind of a wor- well worth the uh, O Dark 30 wake up call for that. Exactly. And, uh, the guys were half asleep and kind of like, what? they don't get a lot of visitors at that no. time to watch them do this. <laughs> Definitely not. So, yeah, it wasn't much of the chatty Cathy room, but it was great. And then to watch all of their trucks start. Um, just peel out of there peel at out. 6.15. I mean, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So the ones that they were doing that morning were for the next day, obviously, because they take six or – no, they take eight hours to cook. Yep. So you'll have to watch for the porchetta truck. Yeah. Um, we also took uh, my brother and his wife up to Mondavio for a international food festival. Oh, my God. Mondavio is a great town between here and the coast. It's um, nestled in the hills, and it is known for its trebuchets or its catapults. I did a blog post on it. You guys can check it out. The um, And it also has was designed by a famous architect commissioned by the Duke of Montefeltro that was famous for kind of fortress castles that were uh, very just these fortified cities that uh, kind of a military architect, if you will. Very stunning. Very stunning. Very. But very tiny. This is a teeny, yeah, tiny, teeny, tiny town. Teeny, they teeny, threw tiny a little town. festival. Uh, it was supposed to be international food. The international food consisted of Spain and Italy. Uh Puglia and Puglia, yeah. just and it was Puglia, and um, I would love to say Spain as a whole, but really it was Paella, Puglia, <laughs> and then the most popping truck was oh, there was a local beer company with a Japanese name. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, and but the best food truck was of course the Italian one, the local one with the tagliatelle. <laughs> what is so funny is on the way there, Jason's like, what do you think this is really going to be? And I'm like, I don't know. It, you know, as we've been here in Italy in the past 10 years, especially in the past three to five, they've tried to do a bit more international food or you see a few more things at the grocery store. So I thought, well, who knows? Maybe it will have a, be horrible, but maybe they'll have some, uh, you know, like an idea of a Mexican rap, but they're using Piadini and something like that. Who knows? No. Well, no, it wasn't. And my girlfriend, Teresa, who lived here in Italy, was like, why do you even, why do you not know? Or why haven't you learned? I say that all the time. <laughs> yes, I know. I say that all the time. I say that when we're on some weird back road and you go to whip out your phone for directions and it's like, Ash, oh there's a map gosh. underneath. When are you going to I still learn? have hope. I have hope. That or they're... when you make us get to someplace 15 minutes early to meet an Italian where it's like, they're not showing up for another 30 minutes. So when are we going to learn? When are you going like to learn? to be on time. <laughs> I know. When are we going to learn? This is uh, true. So it was fun, though. They did a little procession, and it was a beautiful <laughs> sunset that night. Oh, and his awesome uh, classic rock with a little ACDC yeah, we covered saw by young teenage, Italians. Yeah, we didn't stay for the for the older bands. We were there for the the, the uh, high school kids, uh-huh. the high school rock band. They weren't bad. They weren't. It was pretty fun. Uh, we finished up the week with a trip to Fano, of course, um, to sit sit on the beach and have Fano fish and maki gelato. Maki. Uh, we brought home a bunch of gelato. And then the um, last day, we Gaji threw a big lunch for all his friends and family up at uh, the Hunter's Hideaway at Acquapartita, which we went and um, ate way too much. Oh, my God. And then they took off. So they were only here a week. It was it went by really, really quick. But we, got a, we did a lot. We did a lot. We absolutely did. Well, we had instructions. He wants to be entertained. And wooed. And wooed. And he does not want to be sitting around playing uh, Uno. Uno. We never pulled out Uno once. No. No sorry. No Uno. We were on the move. Yep. But it is now 
Let's see. It's now 6.50 in the morning, and it is back to work. Uh, guests coming. The vacation is over. We got a lot of er- we got work to do in the garden, errands to run this morning. Um, we'll see how you piece together this interview with Zach. You did record it, in all honesty, like four times. <laughs> yeah, Zach didn't deliver. Once you see, He's a big shit talker just sitting there, but then you stick a microphone in his face, and he clams up. Yep, yep. So, well, I have to go back and listen to it and see. We'll piece something together and put it at the end of this. Um, let's see. Coming up this week, guess, guess, guess. Chickens are laying. Um, garden is in full effect. It is. We are now shooting water down the rows instead of watering all the plants individually. Thank God. Thank God. Um, water is now a problem. We haven't had any of it in quite a while. There was big thunderstorms that went through the area. A couple days ago, four yeah, or five four days or ago. four or five days ago, we got not a drop. A lot of rumbling, a lot of grumbling, a lot of lightning, but no water. So I am holding on. And with this big high-pressure system, this is not good. It's just going to get hotter. Heat wave! It is. It's hot. It's going to be... Whew. You thought we were going to have a rainy, cold I did. I thought summer. it was going to be a rainy, cold, crappy summer. It is not turning out to be that. Uh, my falk pots and... My falk... Pots and pans. I am loving them. Uh, <laughs> it took a few days of them sitting on the uh, shelves for Jason to use it because they are just so beautiful that it was like, when it's are we like, going to start using Yeah, them? it's like I go to make some like hard-boiled eggs and it's, I go go to reach for a crappy pot. And it's like, no, use your nice ones. <laughs> um, I'll do a whole thing on uh, what it's like living with them and what I think of them uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I haven't. Like, it's only been a few weeks since we've had him. I want to give it a month or so and see what's up. See what's up. Um, one thing I did notice, though, is you need special. You need these special 3M very fine scrubber pads for it. If not, then, you, then the metal's soft. You put your own little scratch, scratch, uh, what is it called? When The scratch direction? or Yeah, I can't remember. The... Whatever. They have they have a brushed finish, which has all the scratches going in one direction. And if you just use regular scrubber pads from the grocery store and you go in a swirling motion, <laughs> you put your own little scratch into it. So I have to get the ones that they recommended I buy in the first place. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> but they're, they're super hard to find out here. I can't find the, the 3M... We've got, to, we've got to find the three in black market out here because it's not at <laughs> anywhere we can find. Um, but other than that, they're, they're, they are beautiful, and now I need a better stove. That's what I've decided because now my stove looks crappy. And, oh, well, my, my stove always looks so crappy. true. I, can, I don't you, even want to photograph them on the stove because it's like – It oh, doesn't work because no. the, 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 like, the burner – the, the metal things that hold up the pot above the burner just are too thin for these giant – you know what I mean? It, do, it looks odd. Now I need a giant stove. And they're just so gorgeous. It makes the grout look weird now. And I'm like, oh, the, we need a new stove. Anyway, so – The pots it, made us get a new kitchen. <laughs> the pots made us get a new kitchen. So um, I'll, do a, I'll do a little thing uh, either on the podcast or uh, uh, something here in the next couple of weeks about – the Falk pots and pans and how awesome they are. I love them. Oh, yeah. And keep an ear out, depending on when we post this. We'll do a live Facebook video this week sometime, too. All right. Very good. Mark your calendars sometime this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, I got to go. It is The sun is coming up. It's getting hot already. That garden needs a little TLC before we get the day going. and We have to do breakfast and all that stuff. All right. Should I wrap it up? Bring it home. All right. So you'll cut this for after your, the interview? Yeah, yeah. I'll just put it at the end. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us at latavlamarque.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook, La Tavola Marche, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Uh, we still have a few uh, kind of nights available this summer, especially with our three-night summer special, Pizza Night. Uh, feel like a local Friday and a half day cooking class Thursday to Sunday. Shoot us an email at info at La Tavola Marque. And we have two spots, maybe only one. We got a last one in inquiry this morning, uh, left for the consulting workshop on moving to Italy and starting a business. If you're thinking about becoming an expat, this is your crash course this October. All right. Very good. All right. I'm going to go get my butt down into the garden and... That's it. Thank you so much for downloading and joining us from our little slice of heaven here in Piobico, Italian. It's hot. It's going to be hot, hot, hot here in beautiful Italia. Ciao. All right. Talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao. All right. Here we go. We're live. So we have a very special guest, my brother, Zach Bartner, the, the King of Queens, all the way from New York. Lots of podcast faithful will know him being mentioned many, many times. And we have some questions from you for our guests. You're quite famous on our podcast, even though you've never listened to never it. Never listened, but I, I am glad that you're having me. Thank you. Ciao, ciao, everybody. Ciao. I'm glad to be here. Ciao, ciao. All right. Uh, Zach, uh, this is towards the end of Zach and Madeline, his wife Madeline's trip. And Zach uh, is afraid of his dad. He's afraid of Gaji. Are you afraid of Gaji? No, I'm not afraid of Gaji. Gaji's a big ball buster. If you don't like your balls being busted, <laughs> don't hang around Gaji. I've been told... Many times, I'm not a man, I'm a great housewife, and Jason is a vagabondo, he doesn't know anything. So between the two of us, we're in bad shape. Absolutely. Um, We have podcast listener questions for you, and we would like you to respond in all honesty. Here we go. First first is a question from the house. Can we get your favorite La Tavola Marque moment? Easy one. That's easy. First time here. It's a little it's a little confusing. Is my brother going to charge me for my stay? Is he not going to charge me for my stay? Uh, I wanted to contri- contribute something because there were several th- items that were broken, incidentals and whatnot. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Let's talk about what those incidentals are. <laughs> now, let's hold on. Oh, this is so good. I'm glad you brought this up. I totally forgot. Now, stuff breaks, you know, wine glasses break, water glasses, plate break. You know, stuff breaks. That's part of the deal. Zach broke the metal hinge to a toilet seat it's not the first time I've that's a, many a toilet seats in my day that's that that is amazing to me i love it I, okay it's go technique on. it's technique <laughs> this is why we also said he'd get an itemized bill at the end but continue so favorite travel market okay so just to cover the cost of incidentals and whatnot i took the the remaining euros i had it was a mixture of bills and coinage uh, sweaty dollars and left that, I believe in the kitchen, somewhere in the kitchen. I just put it on the table and walked out. And as I'm packing up the car, I notice that everything I had put in the kitchen was back in the cup holder of the car. And that is my favorite moment. Realizing that the last week cost nothing. <laughs> oh, Zach above all is cheap. So he's very pleased to see that the places that, that, uh, good price, good price on things here. He went to Fushiani's today and loaded up on Pecorino, even though you talked a bunch of shit about it. Yeah, the cost of food is, is unbelievable. I'm sure a lot okay, of... Zach, you gotta you got talk, got talk into the microphone. I'm sure a lot of your fan base out there, the La Tavola Marque fan base, could understand that food is expensive in the United States. And we spend a lot of good money on the stuff that we're coming to join in Italy and realizing it's a fraction of the cost. What'd you get? What'd you get? 
Uh, several different types of pecorinos. Yeah. Salumis. Yeah. Uh, and then some jarred stuff. What was your favorite? What was your favorite um, prosciutto salami thing of what you know? Those cured meat things of you tried a lot of them. I did. Um, I don't know which one was my favorite. Uh, porchetta, even though it's not in that genre. I mean, porchetta, I believe, is definitely the king. It's the king of meats. It's the king of meats. Okay, so let's get to the viewer questions because people are people are dying to know things about Zach. Okay, okay, so who are these people? Um, we're not quite sure. Let's we, address that dozens, first and foremost. Dozens of listeners out there, and we love them. <laughs> there are several people listening to this right now. Mostly friends and family. Um, okay, so here we go. We're going to jump right on in. So I have a couple questions for the podcast for Jason's brother. Have he and his wife ever thought about moving to Italy and starting a business that would complement your cooking school or consulting and filmmaking? Never Italy. Um, we have taken several trips to the Netherlands. At one point, we were studying Dutch. Uh, we were looking to open up a pizzeria. Yes. Uh, Well, that kind of goes right into the next question. So it says, I'm not quite sure what his trade is, but it looks like you guys would be a great team. And you and Jason have figured out a lot of the BS that it takes to get started, Um, which makes me think that what cracks me up is no, no, Jason and Zach have never spoken of uh, collaborating here in Italy on that sense. However, many, many, many an hour have been wasted on Skype of them planning, plotting, discussing uh, their possible sandwich shops. Yeah, lots of sandwich shops. But what the audience listeners need to understand, Jason is best working alone. He's a one-man show. Why do you say that? Um, You like things done your way, a certain way. You like things done at a certain speed. Uh, You get frustrated, and Jason gets nasty in the kitchen. I'm sure he puts on lots of smiles for the cooking shows, for the cooking classes, but... You're nasty. I don't get, I don't get no, 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 no. You just, you. <laughs> this is not true. The truth of the matter is that we can never work together because Zach is slow and Zach will not take direction. No, actually, that's not true. You would take direction. You're a good learner, but we just could never work together. No, uh-uh. Little never. brother syndrome. I can yeah, do yeah. no good. Never. Bad absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, 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 never. Yeah. You will never impress me. You will no. never. Absolutely never. No. Yeah, yeah. You'll always I create dis- magic moments. You just don't appreciate it. Yeah, you'll always be a disappointment, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. Um, moving along, um, questions on if you what your thoughts are on our move, moving locations, and the next steps that we're taking. <laughs> um, moving locations and the next steps. Um, I'm kind of sad to see you guys go here. It was it's really awesome to show up and see what you created. Uh, it's the next step to your lives, and I know it's a little frustrating, and a li- you guys are anxious to find a new house, um, but I think it's going to be the end of a chapter when you leave. It's a little bittersweet. It is bittersweet, that's yeah. for sure. They have a question for us. I think it's more for us. Um, we'll type. We'll put it in here. If we'd ever be interested in opening our own restaurant in town, um, or if the farm uh, lifestyle is the way of the future. Never, ever, ever open a restaurant unless you love pouring money into a very, very dangerous, dangerous game. No, I I don't want to open up a restaurant. Do you? No, and you never wanted to in New York either. No. No, from the rent, from the cost of rent to everything. This, uh, this, I guess your question of the farm lifestyle or the farm style, it works for us. 
It does. And to get back to Zach, Zach will never leave. Zach and Madeline will never leave New York ever. Zach is the king of Queens. Madeline's whole family is there. You guys are never, never leaving. You love cities. I do love the city. The first day here, they freaked out for the bugs. Oh, there's bugs everywhere. Yeah. I'm used to roaches and rats, not anything that flies. Ah, Roaches and rats. (laughs) That makes you comfortable? You're like, very comfortable. uh, Ah, roaches and rats. That's so much better. Flies and uh, weirdo weirdo flying bugs you're not into. Uh, If any of your listeners want a Feel Like a Local Friday coming from Queens, I could always uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'll give Ashley several fake email addresses that the listeners could reach me at if they want to get in touch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Zach's not. A, Zach does not blow smoke up our asses, though. Do you? No, I feel like I'm the one that keeps everyone grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remind. <laughs> I think that the person most uh, interested in li- and will enjoy this podcast the most is my sister. <laughs> Zach's keeping it real. Megan, why are you listening? <laughs> Oh my goodness! You met all my ladies at the gross at the butcher in the grocery store. Ciao, yep. lots of chows. Ciao, Jason. Big smiles. They love to see you coming. Yeah, they love to see the old americano coming. Yep, everyone's very fascinated by the two of you. Yes. What are your thoughts on um, traveling within Italy and locally with us? Uh, it's interesting how people react to you guys. You guys speak Italian, and they can tell that you're a little different than the regular tourists that are in the area. Uh, we're usually in places that aren't very touristy. Uh, and they don't really know what box to place you two in. Do you have anything fun or smart I'll ask you to say? Um, keep, keep this thing rolling. They'll come out. Um, I'd like to know, so far you've been here almost a week. Let's Since this is a cooking school, tell me about... what And Zach will be taking a cooking class this afternoon. He requested a classic menu. So we'll be doing pepper and nada. Pomp and circumstances, the dog and pony the show. I want to see the whole thing. Um, so far, what ha- what are some highlights of the foods you've eaten? We've because we've been here in La Marque. We went over into uh, Lazio. We well, we stopped in Umbria in Orvieto for lunch. Uh, they got leather uh, belts, and then we went to uh, Lago di Bolsena in Lazio. So we've gone through three regions. What are you liking about the food? What is what are you picking up? Okay, if we're saying for the visitors coming to stay locally. I would say that one of the highlights was going up to Roberto's house. Roberto's house, r- literally five minute, five minute drive. At Cali Colts. Um, unbelievable properties. Slaughters his own cows, pigs, lamb. lamb. Unbelievable meat. Go have his meat. It's incredible. Keep the meat coming. Uh, he's gonna feed you some lips and assholes. Is that safe to eat? Is that safe to say? Mm, not so much. I mean, it wasn't that weird. Uh, we got some. We, we had some beef liver. No, it was it was the um, we had copa de testa, which yep. was the head, the the uh, salami made from the pig head. Yeah, that was and good. And then though. you had the pig liver wrapped in cow fat, grilled with the bay leaf. I'd like to say some of the stuff there was uh, vacation deliciousness. What's vacation okay. deliciousness? It's delicious when you're sitting there on his property, you're drinking his wine, you're smelling the air, you're hanging out. He brings you something a little funky, a little out of your comfort zone. You eat it, and it's enjoyable in that moment. If I brought Brought that back to New York, I would never cut that thing open and eat it. But I didn't stop eating it while I'm sitting there. Okay, vacation yummy. Vacation, yeah, vacation yummy, yeah. Okay, very yummy. good. Yummy. <laughs> yummy. <Yeah. laughs> um, okay, other food highlights. Pork pops. 
Oh, Spiedini di Sweeney. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So that is the loin of the, loin of the pork wrapped around, with pancetta wrapped around it on a little stick. Yep. A lot of it is everyday food items. You see them every day. It's nothing special. You're not bringing. You're not reinventing the wheel. It's nothing that I've never seen before. It's just heightened. It's turned up another level. It's not bold though. It was bold. Was it the fat? It's all about the fat. <laughs> Zach likes the fat. I Zach's, do. I like the fat. See, Zach's a bold cook. He watches a lot of cooking shows. Uh, Top Chef. He quizzes me oftentimes if I know the latest buzzwords. You know, he grew up. He's one of those guys who grew up in a family that likes to cook. You know. <laughs> uh, also, your salads from the garden. Unbelievable. And you like Vidori Gratinata. And Midori Grat Vidori. Vidori. Vidori Gratinata. Delicious. This is simply sliced vegetables, breadcrumb. In the uh, olive oil in the olive oven. Olive oil in the oven. Very good. So you're gonna go home a little bit fatter? I think so, a little bit. A little bit. Tan. Yeah, you did get tan. You haven't you gotten you haven't made yourself sick yet. No. Nope. You have a couple more days. Yep. Zach usually makes himself sick once a vacation. So we'll see. And he's calling in sick to work. So if you're listening from Mercedes Club, just so you know, Zach's lying. Monday the 19th. Don't expect me to show up. Zach's lying. His flight did not get delayed. I got bumped. We were oversold. Alitalia, oversold. That is lies and half-truths. He's at home probably ordering horrible Chinese food. (laughs) You follow the Mercedes Club? Now they know. Everyone knows. All right. Keep these questions coming. What else do we got from listeners? Um, that's it. Except that, uh, they actually, questions. No, that they're, they're actually, they're, here's another one. If you have any advice or tips for us on the next place we're moving to suggestions on where we should go. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tip number one, <laughs> tip number one, um, look for a place off a decent road. <laughs> Your road is horrible. That's a good tip. Okay. Yeah. That's a good tip. Um, <laughs> What else do I have for you? Uh, How about one with outlets that that fit the uh, one with outlets that fit the, the all the appliances, so you don't have to get an adapter for everything. That's a good one as well. No adapters for every single plug. Ashley gave us a iron, iron to use, and it looks like it fits, but it doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit. No. Nah. Great what question. Else? What else? Okay, so better road. Other tips for us. Other tips for us. Uh, you got to be close to Gaji. Okay. You got to be close to Gaji. You can't move far away from the guy. It's it's not good for anyone. It keeps you on. It, it keeps you. Your Zach, ass gets moving when Gaji shows up. Jason's okay. We refer to Gaji as your daddy. Zach refers and, to Gaji as my daddy. You are a little afraid of Gaji. Slightly. You don't want to disappoint. When oh he gets here, God. you jump up like a cat in water. <laughs> Zach did. He starts saying, "You better, you better get going. Your dad is coming every mo- in the morning." Now, dad is coming. Zach refers to God as my daddy, and I'm scared of dad. And he is very fatherly. Yeah. Yep. You didn't. You, what did God did you tell you? You're. Uh, I'm not a man. You're not a man. No. I was making. That's right. And I was making a salad in the kitchen. He called me a good woman, a good housewife. Ah, that's so funny. Which, which me, he's going to be here soon. It's God, you wouldn't do well in America. Why not? Uh, he can't say things like that. Mm, it's a shtick, though. It's very much a shtick, but, uh, yeah, he's not used to those, uh... You gotta talk into the microphone. He's not used to those mouthy broads in America. Yeah, we got mouthy. We do. Real mouthy broads. I'm staring we... at two of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> very good. So you go home in two days. Um, will you come back to the bubble, as you call it? 
My uh, bubble. Yeah, absolutely. My bubble is, Zach says, see, I make, I always point out to Zach that he loves to travel to third world shitholes from one major city to another. This is very third world-esque. This is the third world If you've ever Europe. traveled to the third world, does not, the prices reflect the third world. And so do the, uh, so does the infrastructure. Some guy's spreading uh, shit behind us. We have the shit pile behind us this afternoon that's getting spread out as we speak. You may be able to hear it in the background. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So um, I'm sorry that cracked me up. I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Uh, you not leaving your bubble. Oh yeah. So Zach Zach likes to go from th- from one giant city of eight million to another giant city of ten million on his vacations. He t- he tells us that we don't like to leave the the bubble of Europe, like our Italy, Spain, France, Greece, Greece. Yeah, bubble. you could extend it north to the, like the Netherlands. Okay, just Germany. Western Western Europe. Western Europe bubble. is your bubble. That's your comfort zone. You do not want to leave that bubble. Yeah, I don't want to go to Rio and have to have an armed guy take me from the airport to downtown. That's not my style. Exciting, exciting. <laughs> Zach also likes filth and a little filth in his food. I do. Yeah. This. Um, so I'm sure that. <laughs> flies but um anything else anything else we, we should wrap it up because this i'm boring myself with our own podcast so anything else we should you would like to add to the the faithful few yeah for all the dozens of people listening to this come on down to lots of <laughs> i'm um, not looking for a plug <laughs> um i did want to say i did want to ask um what are your thoughts when you find out that people email us requesting to join our murder death kill package when you have your own followers that, that from the podcast. Um, wait, so repeat the question. What was the question uh, how again? do you feel when we tell you that people literally quote your murder, death, kill for our forage, slaughter, butcher package? We have, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, every October we have our forage, slaughter, and butcher uh, your meal workshop where you forage for mushrooms. We butcher our chickens, slaughter, and uh, butcher the pigs and slaughter our hens and zach likes to call it murder death kill so my question was what how do you feel when you find out that people are quoting you strangers that you you don't listen to the podcast you don't believe that there's anyone who ever comes here uh you're not interested in what we do but yet people quote it to ask for a booking to stay for the murder, death, kill. Zach's, what Zach has coined. Your thoughts on that, please. I feel like I'm hysterical in my own podcast, apparently. I think you do. I, I almost wish... See, we blocked out... We kind of blocked out this, these last few days from guests because we knew Zach was coming to town and we wanted to, you know, show him a good time. So I really kind of wish there were guests here so you could see us do our thing and then make comments... Sit there, just in the corner, making comments. Yeah, people sweating you, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to comment on that, but I'm glad no one's here. I don't like you guys, <laughs> the listeners out there, and you don't like people, really. No, not really. So it's good that we've been private yeah. and alone. Yeah, because you don't like small talk. You, not don't, at all. you don't want small talk. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. That puts me into work mode. Hi, Zach Barner. Zach Barner. Zach Barner. Coming at you. Can I sell you a gym membership? Exactly. All right, very good. Well, thank you. Yes, um, not only I just not only wanted to thank Zach for joining us, but if anyone is interested in a membership at the Mercedes Club in uh, Manhattan, give shoot us an email. Mercedes Club, fifty fourth and eleventh Avenue. Come come check us out. What kind of, what kind of uh, Zach? Spiel. Zach, give it's us your spiel. What 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 am I? Why would I want? Why would I want to join a club? It's kind of expensive. Oh, we're an urban, urban country club. Okay. Uh, we uh, give our uh, members access to 77 weekly classes and four dedicated studios, basketball, boxing, and endless outdoor space. Don't forget about both indoor and outdoor pools. That's called an elevator pitch. You could learn that. 
Um, <laughs> why would anyone buy a, you are the, not the picture of health. Why would anyone buy a gym membership from you? Good looks and charm. Good looks and charm. Oh my God. You don't, you, you know, coffee's for closers. That's true. A coffee for you. All right. All right. So this podcast was brought to you by Choose Garden on 84th Drive in Briarwood, Queens. For all of your delivery Chinese needs, please call 718-836-5069 for Choose Garden. Uh, what do you recommend to Choose Garden? Uh, the general. The general. The South. general. And also, uh, I like... Uh, the uh, boneless, uh, the boneless uh, spare ribs. Yeah, boneless spare ribs, pork fried rice. Okay, this is so funny. We fe- fed him nothing but delicious, clean food this whole time. All he's talked about is Chinese food, shitty <laughs> takeout Chinese food when he gets home, and he wants to hit up. He wants to know what disgustingness he's going to eat the night he spends the night in Rome before he gets on the plane. If anyone has good recommendations, we are going to be spending the night for a night at Fumancino next to the airport. Zach got himself a night at the Handjob Hotel right yep. next to Fumancino Airport. So if anyone, charged by the hour. If anyone has recommendations for anything to do or eat in the area. No. Lock your doors and get out of there as quick as possible. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for being on oh, the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's it, been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. And uh, until next time. Sign, do you have any tagline sign-off you want to sign off with anything? Any words of wisdom? Fire in the kid. We're out. Sentira Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.